Good morning to you on this Thursday, the 25th of March. I'm Steve Clark, and we continue our reflections on encountering God in the wilderness. Our subtitle for today is The Loneliness of Being Tested, and our scripture reading is Hebrews 2, verses 5 to the end. The Lord be with you. Now God did not subject the coming world, about which we are speaking, to angels. But someone has testified somewhere. What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honour subjecting all things under their feet. Now in subjecting all things to them, God left nothing outside their control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honour, because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise you? And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. You know, many of us can find the book Hebrews a puzzling read and difficult to get an angle on, which is of little surprise once we 
understand that its initial audience were Hebrew Christians, who still had a close affinity to Judaism and its culture and practices. Little wonder, then, that a lot of its focus is on emphasising the supremacy of Christ over former religious understanding. Jesus is superior to angels, superior to faith leaders, superior to priests, and so on. However, the fundamental message of Hebrews spans all time and all cultures. Speaking as much to our Western contemporary living as it did to first or second generation Christians. And the message is, life with Jesus is better. Life with Jesus is better. That statement of just five words carries a profound truth for Christians that extinguishes the idea that we are ever truly alone in our suffering and time of testing. Some time ago now, I came across a story that helped me to a more clear understanding of what life with Jesus is better really meant. Two men were called upon to recite the 23rd Psalm in a large classroom of people. One was a published orator, trained in speech technique and drama, and he repeated the psalm in a really powerful way. When he had finished, the audience spontaneously cheered and even asked for an encore so they might hear his wonderful voice again. Then the other man, who was much older, repeated the same words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But when he had finished, no sound came from the large class. Instead, people sat in a deep mood of devotion and prayer. After a few moments, the first man, the orator, stood to his feet. I have a confession to make, he said. The difference between what you have just heard from my old friend and what you heard from me is this. I know the psalm. My friend knows the shepherd. I know the psalm. My friend knows the shepherd. And that is the crux of the matter, isn't it? There is a world of difference between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus. Most of the world's religions know about Jesus. Muslims revere him as a great prophet of God. Hindus would honour him, and Jews would respect much of his teaching, but reject his claim to be Messiah. Even atheists would respect him as a great teacher, the author of the golden rule of love. But that is knowing about Jesus, and it isn't enough. It doesn't cut it when we are at our wit's end with pain and worry.
Knowing about Jesus will never bring the depth of peace he yearns for you to have. Knowing about Jesus will never fully deal with a guilty heart or give the blessed assurance of heaven. Knowing about Jesus will offer little direction in life. However, knowing Jesus is an altogether different experience. To know Jesus with your heart is to know you are accepted and loved by the living and ever-present God, not with some mushy Hollywood movie kind of love that is so fragile and transient, but with something so substantial it energises and supports your very being, a rock on which your life stands and depends. To really know Jesus and to give him a place in your heart is to know that you are forgiven and have a living companion on all of life's journey. Through the rough and the smooth, the good times and the bad. Hebrews 2.18 says, Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. If we are honest with ourselves, when we are going through rough times, the real company we value and cherish is someone who has complete empathy with what we are experiencing. Someone who knows what it is we are feeling and just wants to accompany us through our testing time. We truly praise God for each and every selfless soul who comforts loved one or stranger by abiding with them in their discomfort. However, as Hebrews reminds us, the friendship of Jesus is superior. For even our best intentions can't bring the peace which passes all understanding. The invitation into our heart is ours to give and becomes the pathway of familiarization with our Saviour to those who extend it to him. The question remains, do you know the psalm or do you know the shepherd? Let's close with a prayer by Benjamin Jenks. Lord, be with my spirit and dwell by faith in my heart. O oh, make me as you would have me to be. Be with me everywhere and at all times, in all events and circumstances of my life. Never leave me in my earthly pilgrimage, but bring me safe through all trials and dangers to be with you forever. Amen. Whatever you are doing this day, may the Lord bless you.